All right, let's do this. My name is Kevin Selden, and this is Dad, I'd Like to Friend, an honest exploration of modern parenthood, exposing truths that are too often swept under the rug. Welcome to season two. You know, one of the largest inspirations behind this podcast was to create a forum that could unite moms and dads through a common experience, the experience of being a human while raising little humans, and not forgetting that we all have our own needs to tend to as well. For me, my past year summed up looked a little like this. Fights with my wife. Talks of divorce. Wanting to be with my son while working. And then when with my son, thinking about work. Starting healthy habits like Saturday date nights to reconnect with my wife. We even did an episode in season one. Episode seven was called Connection. And we came up with this amazing list of date nights that we could do together to reconnect. And it worked. It was spectacular. We were finding a new rhythm together. And then, as happened to many, uh, we started to lack the follow through because we were too exhausted by the emotional roller coaster of the world. Similarly, uh, discovering new hobbies. I started to bake during quarantine. And then, of course, Again, lacking the follow-through because of being too exhausted by the emotional roller coaster. And it's not an excuse, it's just being human. What else? Last year, anger, fear, loneliness. I mean, I think this is true for so many of us. But as we begin to get back to some sense of normalcy, I believe it's foolish to think that we will all now just take that much-needed time for ourselves that we've been putting off for the past year or more. You know, there are some fundamental changes that will need to happen for most of us, and that starts with reassessing our priorities based on what we've learned from the past year. In my personal family, I believe we've come out stronger than we've ever been before. Uh, My wife and I have gotten through immense hurdles. What a year in quarantine did was not create new problems, but just shine a very bright light on problems that already existed. And for us, I'm proud to say that we took the time to acknowledge and communicate about those issues in order to work through them. And we had the time to do it. And as much as many things dropped off the radar, that is one that was a huge focus. And I think that those are the beginning steps for anyone listening to this podcast in really working on mental health awareness. And as many of you are probably aware, this month is Mental Health Awareness Month. And that's going to be a big focus of this season. We're working to eliminate the stigma and shame around common mental health issues that affect parents all around the globe, from anxiety to depression. Because mental health isn't just about serious issues like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. Mental health is also about the daily issues that each of us face in our lives, like anxiety and stress, 
that take a toll on us as human beings that affect the way we interact with others and ourselves. That's why we're starting to work with a bunch of different organizations that we'll be introducing throughout the season uh, that focus on mental health awareness. But the one thing that seems to be common amongst every organization dealing with every different age range and every different issue are three key factors. And they're factors that were extremely helpful to me in my experience and my struggles in the past. And those are acknowledgement, communication, and engagement. Let me go into a bit more detail. I fell into a very deep depression a few years back as my wife and I struggled to fulfill my personal lifelong dream of starting a family. I discussed this in season one, and those of you out there who have listened before know that I make no secret of the fact that I have always dreamt of being a father. And it took us five years to fulfill that dream. And it was not an easy journey. The stress and anxiety uh, took over much of my life, and I did not communicate it to anyone. There was nothing medically wrong with either of us. We couldn't figure out what the problem was. And most people just asked about my wife throughout the the journey. And that was on me. I didn't uh, take the time to vocalize or even truly acknowledge everything that I was going through. I just went deeper and deeper in my head, isolated myself from those around me. I mean, let's face it, a lot of my friends that I would have communicated with were having kids. And so that made me feel distant from them. But the fact that I refused to communicate with anyone about it, including my wife, only made matters worse. And that stress and anxiety did not dissipate once we finally got pregnant. I mean, we were lucky enough after five years to get pregnant. But those five years of struggles, of fights with my wife, of feeling numb and deeply hurt, I mean... First, I had to acknowledge all of that because there was no way for me to communicate it to anyone before I really acknowledged the depths of it. And that was a lot of introspection. But once I was able to acknowledge that, I had to find a way to communicate it, communicate those feelings with others in order to truly move past it. And that's what a lot of this season of Dad I'd Like to Friend will be about, you know, talking with various guests about their struggles and those two steps because I was shocked at we didn't go out searching for guests this season that had gone through struggles. I just found that with every single guest we've interviewed thus far, when we brought up this topic, the door opened for each individual to talk about a wide array of different struggles that they had or were presently experiencing. No one is alone in this. And the important thing for us, particularly in this season, but in general with regards to this podcast, is working through acknowledgement and communication so that all parents, or really anyone listening, knows that they are not alone. No matter your gender, no matter your life experience, uh, yes, many people listening to this podcast are parents, but at the end of the day, 
It's about being a human who is also a parent. You have to be a human first. You have to take care of yourself. I mean, there is a reason we have that cliche about the airplane and putting the mask on yourself before others. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, you, you really can't take care of anyone else. For me, the biggest problems I've noticed with people around me are those not willing to acknowledge and vocalize their struggles. Because whenever I do, I realize that I am never alone. This is something that my wife and I have struggled with for years, just kind of finding the space to acknowledge what it is that we're feeling. And I, I think it's crucial to talk about it and not hide behind our beautiful Instagram feeds. And, and as a culture, I think that so many of us feel that it's not safe to reveal our true selves. And I'm not just talking about men. I'm talking about the majority of people in the world, of all ages, of all genders. And it's time to change that. The final piece, in my personal opinion, to getting out of your rut, and this is not necessarily something that is discussed in the same way by everyone. It's pretty much universal that you have to acknowledge your struggles and then communicate them. That is an important, those are two very important pieces to uh, dealing with any array of mental health issues. That is not something that many people can do alone. You need a support network around you. And this is something that we will get into in a lot more detail throughout the season. But for me, the final piece of the puzzle was something that is going to be a bit more personal to each individual. You see, I used to think the final piece was action. If I was able to acknowledge my struggles and I was then able to communicate them with those around me and the support network that I built for myself. And oftentimes it didn't even need to be someone that was an old friend. It could just be someone that I felt comfortable enough with to open up to. And that oftentimes created the kind of friendship that I wanted to nurture for years to come. That's If you listen to episode four with Gavin, that was my first dad friend. And our friendship really began just from confiding in him about struggles I was dealing with as a new dad. And uh, a friendship has grown that is one of the strongest in my life. So that is something that I think is, is crucial to building a strong support network, is actually communicating your true feelings and letting down your guard. But for me, the third piece of action was something that I thought um, was an easy step. I mean, once you acknowledge and communicate, you then take some kind of action. And the action isn't about communicating. The action is doing something to get you out of that rut, finding some task, something to do, a little win that could wake me up. Maybe the action is doing the laundry, for God's sake. I mean, it's something that gets you out of bed if you're depressed. It's something that gets you off the couch. It's something that gets you off your phone, a physical task. And then through baby steps of little tasks, you get built back up to your most productive state of being. It seemed that that worked for me for a time period. But when I really look back, 
And I look at how I got out of the depression that I was in during that five-year struggle to get pregnant. It did not dissipate once we got pregnant. It did not dissipate once my baby was born because it was a very traumatic pregnancy. We never got that beautiful Instagram moment. The baby was rushed to the NICU. My wife was rushed to surgery. And when we got home, the baby didn't want anything to do with me. Yes, I have an amazing relationship with my son now, but when he first came out, he really just wanted mommy. And for me, the way that I got back to myself was actually not action. It was engagement. Because just doing a task and crossing it off my list was not enough. It wasn't just about doing the laundry or changing a diaper. Look, that's action. I should be happy now. Look, I successfully changed a diaper. It was about engaging in an action, investing in something outside of my own head. For me, the engagement was taking an extended paternity leave and acting as a stay-at-home dad for the first year of my child's life. Now, this is not something that everyone will experience. It's not something that everyone uh, is able to experience. For me, I was in a, a deep enough low that I needed to knock myself out. I wasn't being productive in many areas of my life. And I wasn't the kind of man that I wanted to be um, for my son. So that's why I decided to take an extended leave from work. And it was an extremely difficult situation. It was an extremely difficult choice. But making that choice forced me to rely on no one else but me. I mean, here I was with this newborn baby, my wife was back to work, and I was forced to step up. And the more I did, the more I engaged by actively getting invested in spending time with my son, and the more I felt like I could handle it. And and soon after setting my own schedule and feeding schedule and nap schedule, the more weight I put on my own shoulders the more I started to find more joy, the more I started to connect even more with not just my son, but my wife and those around me. And I began to remember the man that I once was. And more importantly, I began to realize that there wasn't anything I couldn't handle. But then something happened. You know, I lifted myself up. I, I became an actively engaged parent. But that did not mean that I was consistently living in joy because life is stressful. And just because I was able to lift myself up back to my sense of normal doesn't mean that I could sustain that for the rest of time. I mean, even if you're having a wonderful moment with your kid, as any of us as parents know, it's only a matter of time until there's a meltdown or a breakdown, or some type of, of tiff that occurs. I mean, that is life as a parent. And because of the balance of work and parenting and life and co-parenting, it is expected that, that there will be ups and downs. So the question for me was, how do I sustain a sense of joy in my life? 
I can keep acknowledging issues as they occur. I can keep communicating and I can keep attempting to engage. But that's an idealistic version of life. And sometimes we're just not in the mood or mode to be able to do those things on a absolute constant and regular basis. So once you're able to get yourself back to some sense of normal for you, the question is, how do you sustain it? You know, children are stressful. Balancing life and work is stressful. Relationship with your partner and your parents and your friends, it's a lot. I do not believe it's possible to have any chance of gaining perspective and living in any sense of joy without self-care. So for many of you, that could mean taking time to work out or sleep in or taking a long shower or reading a book. For me, uh, meditation has been key. And growing up, it is, you know, my parents could not be farther away from being open to meditation. Uh, they don't sit still for a second. And I have always been like that. But I have found that even taking 10 minutes with a guided meditation is, it just puts me in an amazing place to be able to take on my day. I try to do it almost every morning. There are hundreds of guided meditations available online or through YouTube or even an app like Headspace, which we've discussed in the past. But it's often more intimidating in theory than it actually is in practice. So what I recommend to anyone who is having trouble sustaining a sense of joy and has gotten themselves out of a depression or out of a low point, but is just consistently feeling a roller coaster, is to find some routines in your life that can sustain you. So for me, I, I've learned that there's no real right way to do something like meditation. For me, it's just about sitting somewhere comfortable. Whether they tell you to close your eyes or open your eyes, whether you need to sit or lay down, it's up to you. What's important is that you take 5 to 20 minutes alone for yourself in silence and attempt to clear your brain. For me, I even added uh, another level to it. I don't know if any of you are familiar with the term mantra. In short, it's a word or phrase that you repeat during meditation. You know, you simply sit in silence in a place where you hopefully won't be interrupted for 10 minutes. Maybe you tell those around you that you're going to be taking 10 minutes to yourself. Or maybe you do it before you start your workday. So you, you schedule in time on your calendar for a 20-minute call that doesn't exist. And it's merely 20 minutes for you to sit in silence and start your day. And then you repeat this phrase to yourself. What the mantra is, is up to you. There are many available online. If you Google around, we can even put a link in the podcast notes. But for me, the mantra that has worked is I am enough. I know it's frou-frou. I know that to many of you, uh, that is something that feels very foreign it did to me as well. But what started to happen as I began to do meditations repeating, I am enough, 
And and many times, by the way, I did not even have a meditation going in the background. I just sat in silence. Sometimes I, I'd take a bath at night when everyone was asleep and I just repeated the mantra to myself. It was extremely difficult because for me, as I repeated the mantra, things began to work themselves out in my head. And what I was actually saying was, I am enough without my career, which was I? I've spent so much of my life building myself up professionally and oftentimes hiding behind the success of my professional endeavors. So to say I was enough without my career was difficult, especially, I mean, I tried this during that five-year period where we were struggling to get pregnant and I, I couldn't do it. I wasn't enough without my career. I wasn't enough without a baby. Uh, and it, it really took a long time, years, to get comfortable with this mantra. But it was something that I felt comfortable coming back to and sustaining me and calming me, even if I wasn't at the point where I could say it with full confidence yet. I had to get comfortable with the concept that I was enough without my wife. I was enough as my own man. I was enough without my career. I was enough without success. And once I had my kid, and once I got comfortable with much of those other versions of the mantra, the new struggle was, I am enough without my son. And that was a fascinating one, because for me, without my son was probably the most, even more difficult than without my career because I had worked so hard to make this kid the center of my world because we fought so hard to get him. And unfortunately, I realized that by making him the center of my world, it was not servicing him or me. And I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy all my time with him or that my son wasn't an amazing part of my life. But having him be the center of my world was dangerous. And I think it's something that so many of us as parents struggle with, whether we realize it or not. We make our kids the center of our world. I mean, they are crucial aspects. They are the future. But if they are the center of your world, then you are not the center of your world. And Being the center of your own world is not egocentric. In no way is it saying that that you are big-headed and egotistical and that you think you're better than everyone else. All that saying I am the center of my own world is doing is giving yourself the space to prioritize your own needs sometimes. Because at the end of the day, if you don't take care of yourself, Who is going to? There's an old saying that goes like this. If I am not for myself, then who will be for me? And if I am only for myself, then what am I? And if not now, when? And the reason I've always connected with that is the concept of you have to take care of yourself. I'm not saying that you only take care of yourself. But you do have to make yourself a priority as well as those you love. And if you don't do it now, then when will you? Because so many of us say, I'll get to that. 
one day I will take time for myself. But right now, I need to focus on getting my kid into college, or I need to focus on getting my kid potty trained, or I need to focus on making sure that there's food on the table. All of this is true. But at the end of the day, self-care is a crucial way to be sustained in joy and happiness while doing those crucial tasks. So for me, I am enough was a very simple mantra that may sound frou-frou because it is. <laughs> Mantras often are. Meditation for many might be considered, you know, frou-frou because the concept behind meditation is in honesty just allowing yourself a break. And there's many martyrs out there who don't believe that they deserve a break. Or there's many people that don't think there's time in the day for themselves. But the fact is, there's no other way to live a healthy life without taking a moment for yourself from time to time. And there's no right way to do it. There's just recommendations that have worked well for others. For me, finding a mantra was not only soothing and revitalizing, but it was also necessary to break through the crap, to free my mind from the daily buildup of stress and anxiety so that I could enjoy all that I had once again. You know, I've spent so much time hiding behind professional success or time searching for the right partner or wanting a kid or pursuing passion in my career or always doing. And so many people out there make a living attempting to motivate us to be great. But it's often about your achievements as the measurement tool, specifically your finances or your professional accolades. But I think it's crucial to sit back once in a while and take a moment to not do anything. To just sit in silence and celebrate you. And that might mean finding someone to watch your kids for a moment. That might mean taking a date night with yourself. And it doesn't mean that you hate your kids or that you don't love your partner. It just means that you matter too. You know, it's completely okay to work hard to provide for your family. It's crucial to have money. You know, it money makes the world go round. And it's not bad to care about building your professional legacy. Again, that makes you human. But what's not okay is prioritizing those things over yourself and your health, both mental and physical. If you play the deathbed game, which is something that we've mentioned before, you know, if you were on your deathbed and you listed this problem that you were having, would it be something that you would care about in the slightest? And oftentimes the anxieties that we deal with on a daily basis are not something that would phase us in any way, shape, or form on our deathbed. It's a great way to put yourself in check and realize that sometimes the things we're stressing about are not as important 
as the weight we are giving to it. And oftentimes, they're just masks to cover up the things that are really stressing us out. And taking those moments of silence can help you to figure out exactly what those things are. And when I say a moment of silence, I mean away from your phone, away from distraction, and just a moment to appreciate you. Because if you take the time to focus a bit more attention to that, you might just find that everything in your life is better than you ever realized. Because when we think about the state of the world as it presently is, it's important to remember that this too shall pass. With everything you're dealing with in life, the good things will pass. The bad things will pass. Nothing in life is constant. They say the only constant in life is change. So if you remember that this too shall pass, the question is, what do you want your life to look like when it does? Thanks for listening. If you're still here, then there's a good chance that you connected with some aspect of today's episode. So if that is the case, please consider sharing it with those you feel could also benefit. And to join in on the conversation, find us on Instagram, at Dilf Podcast. We look forward to hearing from you.